Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's me, the man, the myth, the ratum, and only I say that about myself because I don't think anybody else does. But I'm here today with another good friend of mine, and that is Mike Held of Ghost Chant of Jealous Mind, his newest project, and also of Wasn't When, who, um, if you ever need to go to the bathroom during a set, they sound amazing in the bathroom. Uh, but Mike and I are going to talk today about some movies. We're going to probably jab each other a little bit the funny way. And uh, Mike, why don't you uh, come in and introduce yourself? Thank you for that very kind introduction. Um, yes, I'm Mike. I'm in a lot of bands. Um, was and When is like a solo project. Uh, Jealous Mind is a new punk thing, and Ghost Chant is my OG melodic hardcore vibe. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here, and I'm happy happy to you know get on and talk about some movies. Um, and f for a little bit of reference on our inside joke, there it's a running joke between between me and Mike. Always stay and watch the bands. <laughs> yes, um, I feel like um, Marcelo also will in, uh, DM me some random like nice set bit uh jokes which i always enjoy they seem to get more outrageous as time goes on so it's a never-ending bit i hope some point in here randomly to catch me off guard with just a six set <laughs> okay but uh so let's get into a little bit um so you told us you know the bands you're in a little bit um why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh jealous mind your newest band there some jealous mind is uh Kind of a band I've wanted to do for a very long time. It just kind of took uh, finding the right people to do it. But it's this uh, hardcore, punk, kind of all over the place band. Um, it's me and three members of the band Arms Like Roses. They're a uh, Connecticut emo band. And uh, we met, I've known all of them for a decently long time, just through playing music in Connecticut, but um, we did a little tour with my other band, Was and When, and their band, Arms Like Roses, and it just kind of came together very naturally, and uh, we just put out an EP a few weeks ago, and we got like another one pretty much recorded and ready to go for the summer, so yeah, we're kind of hitting the ground running pretty hard. Awesome deal, and I saw you just put out a new EP for Was and When as well, correct? Yes, that came out like almost the same week as the Jealous Mind release. Um, and the Was and When EP, uh, I'd been working on for a while with um, Gus from Ghost Chant, him and I. He's like my, almost like my personal little uh, engineer, studio engineer. Shout out Gus, love that guy. Um, yeah, the Was and When EPs came out and uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, it's kind of sonically heading in the right direction that I want it to be going, and uh, people seem to be vibing with it, so I'm happy about that, too. Awesome, awesome deal, and, you know, there's three of them, we might as well hit them all. I know I just saw <laughs> you shot a video with Ghost Chant, so are we expecting some new Ghost Chant movie, uh, music? I know you just announced a uh, a tour as well. Mm -hmm. Ghost Chant has um, a May tour coming up. I'm not sure when this episode's coming out, but we'll be hitting... Uh, kind of the Midwest and I don't even know, like, is, I don't know what part of Texas is considered or what, where Texas kind of falls, but Texas, Midwest, Chicago, whole thing um, with Light the Fire. Um, and then 
we shot a music video a few weeks ago. So we'll definitely have some new music coming out in the spring, summertime. Awesome. And, you know, it'll be out after. We'll also be seeing you in June where we can embrace in Poughkeepsie for my 30th birthday show. So <laughs> Yes, yes. I got to plug that show. Plug on, plug on, plug. I like it. Yes, um, yes, yes. No, I love it. So I, lo I love, um, we did, so a little bit of a background before we jump into your movie. Um, what Makes Sense and Was and When did a run back Labor Day of last year. And we stayed for one night at Mike's house, and he has his studio set up in the basement. And um, on one side of the room, he has a massive Oasis poster, and the other side, he has a Half Heart poster. Which, if you don't know these bands that he's in, which you should know all of them because they're amazing, um, you should go look them up because both those posters are pretty much the split right down the middle of you. You got your Was and When, which is your Oasis, and then you have... Ha uh, ghost chant which definitely falls in realm of like that have heart hardcore now it sounds like you gotta get a fourth poster or a third poster in there to uh showcase your uh your uh jealous mind uh band in there too yeah jealous mind kind of would be i guess like probably i don't even know if it's more extreme than ghost chant but i don't know if i couldn't even define it as a flag or poster it's a, it's like all of my hardcore influences in this little thing. So it would have to be a collage of some sort, I guess. I love it, because you're a man of many hats, too. You know, you got a lot of different style bands. You uh, you front wasn't when and play guitar. You play guitar in Ghost Chant. You play guitar in Jealous Mind. So you, you do a little bit of both, so it's kind of cool to get you on. And to also be talking about now uh, another music-based movie, and that is School of Rock. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jack Black, like, as a person, first and foremost? First and foremost, I don't think there's a sweeter human being on the planet than Jack Black. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. I'm going to say this. I'm in a group chat with uh, three of my other best friends, and we're, like, two of us are, like, Jack Black, like, is the GOAT, deservingly, and two people, like, the only two people I know that, like, dislike Jack Black and I... I'm very happy to hear that you are a Jack Black lover. Cause... Yeah, I mean, he just lives to make people laugh. I mean, he's literally a living clown, and he's a great guy at the same time. Yes, all the above. He checks all the boxes, and he rocks, like, legitimately is a, a fucking rocker. Yeah, it's, you know, it's even funny. It, like, he was like, I like since we're getting into School of Rock, like, I don't think anybody could have done his character in School of Rock any justice like he did. Like, without him, would the movie have been the same? I don't think so. I legitimately don't... Like, that movie, I don't know if it was written for him, but it felt like it was, because he was just... Like you said, there's no other person that could do that um, like he did, that's for sure. I feel like Jack Black is probably a lot of people's gateway into, like, rock or, like, metal. I can see that for sure. I feel like this movie kind of is, too, because... To break down the movie for anybody who may not have watched it yet, which you haven't, you know, it came out in 2003, you should have by now. Uh, uh, School of Rock, it was directed by Richard Langlater, who also wrote Dazed and Confused and Boyhood, to kind of give you a little bit of background on him. And then also written by Mike White, who is uh, Jack Black's roommate and Ned, Ned Schneebly in the movie. He also is the writer of uh, White Lotus, which I didn't know. So you know. He's oh wow! Of, yeah, I just I just found that out in doing my research because, like a good podcast host, I get research done. Oh hell yeah! 
usually about five minutes before I get on. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you need. But um, they really wrote this movie and the way that it, I, you know, I was 10 when it came out in 2003, so it kind of opened, it, I, I listened to a lot of the music that they talk about in the movie, but it really kind of opened me up to like more music, more about that music, and it was really, I think, like you said, I think it really is a um, like a gateway into a lot of different types of music, or just music in general, especially being into a, being in a band, you know. And hundred percent. So why don't you tell me a little bit why it's your favorite movie? I don't know if it's my favorite movie, but I will say it's my most uh, one of the most enjoyable movies I've seen. I I think we talked about like it was either between this or Reservoir Dogs, which is like a drastically different talk to have. A very different but, talk, yeah. <laughs> um, this this movie probably is more influential on me than most. Um, I could remember vividly going to the movie theater with my dad and my brother and watching it. Like, I still remember that, like, that montage scene being, I think, yeah, we were, we're like, the same age, so I was probably 10, 9 or 10, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. Like, I didn't really have much exposure to, like like, rock and roll, like, videos and shit, like, you know, like, the internet really wasn't, a th- like, a thing at the time, or, like, it was, but it really, like, wasn't, so just seeing, like, that montage of just, like, people, like, rocking out, and, like, yeah, I could vividly remember thinking how cool it was, and, uh, I don't think I started playing guitar until, like, a couple years after that, but that movie was definitely, like, the gateway into, like, rock music for sure and uh the who is like a big part of like that montage scene and uh with like keith moon fucking banging on the drums and uh fucking pete townsend doing like the windmill thing like the guitar spin and they were like my first uh concert so it was kind of like a cool like a uh, full circle moment of being inspired by this band from a movie, having like no idea who they were to eventually seeing them in concert like a few years later. So that was cool. But yeah, uh, School of Rock is my gateway into like the person I am. So, yeah. well, I'm definitely glad you didn't pick Reservoir Dogs as an influential <laughs> movie because yes. uh, you know it'd be weird to be talking to a hitman right now. But, yes, um, yes. Uh, no, I agree so much. <laughs> and like one of the cool things too is you know when you watch this movie. Um, like I, I'm a vocalist. I don't play any instruments or anything like that. I try, I try, and I don't mm-hmm. do well at it. But uh, <laughs> um, they really show like so much about just like the music industry in general. Like you have Miranda Cosgrove's character, who's not really musically talented in the movie, so he gives he finds her a role where she's like the manager. You know, you mm-hmm. have the um, the one kid who becomes the costume manager. You have the backup mm-hmm. singers, mm-hmm. the security, and it's so inspiring to anyone who wants to get into music from singers, guitar players, drummers, to people who just want to get in the back end and be like, yeah, I want to promote the most wild show I can imagine. And mm-hmm. props to the guy who promoted the Battle of the Bands that got that many people out in the middle of a week. Uh, <laughs> I thought about that shit too, yeah. But um, it's it's... I think it's, I think you nailed it on the head. It's just so inspiring to like any musician, and it kind of sets up this next question. You know, has it inspired any of the music that or any of the bands that you've done? Not real, not really, like directly. 
I've I've never played like in a rock and roll band, like the the yeah, like the pure rock and roll form, but uh, I think like I said like that that montage scene like when I even when I watched it before I still kind of got like goosebumps just watching it being like fuck I, this is like why we're doing it just to like fucking have fun on stage and stick it to the man. As Jack Black says, because it's really all it's about, just kind of like having fun with your friends and uh, just seeing where your dream can fucking take you. You never know. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't think it's influenced anything directly, but um, I guess like having fun on stage and just kind of like wiling out and like ro literally rocking, leaving it all out there. has inspired me, which this movie want, tells you to do. So, I guess that. Well, it's cool, too, because, like, as someone who's played... I haven't played with uh, Jealous Mind yet, but, you know, I've I've seen Ghost Chant play with Ghost Chant. Actually, no, no, I don't think we've played with it yet, but I've seen Ghost Chant, and I've definitely seen it play with Wasn't When, and one of the things I will say is, like, kind of like the posters in your house, you're, you have, like, a different persona for both, and, um, you know, when you do your Wasn't When, it's usually just you and your, you and your guitar, and... It's very dreamy, very vibey, and, you know, you do a very good job of selling the dreaminess, selling the vibe. And then when you go to Ghost Chant, I mean, you're just playing guitar, and there's the one song that starts with just drums, and I just see you two-stepping like a motherfucker up on the stage, just having a blast, throwing it all out there. And, I, you know, I think um, from, my, from my observation of seeing you as a musician, that definitely Jack Black in this movie had a huge influence on you, for sure. Jack Black is, I've seen Tenacious D twice, and legitimately, like, Jack Black is arguably one of the best vocalists I've ever seen, like, perform. Like, he, they do a thing, like, halfway through the show, or, like, towards the end, where, like, everyone kind of gets their moment, like, he introduces the band, and they all, like, solo or whatever, and uh, both times he does, like, this, like, a different acapella song. And it's fucking insane, like, the vocal runs he goes on. And, yeah, like, he is undeniably, like, one of the greatest fucking singers and performers and uh, true, true rock and rollers. And it's kind of annoying how talented uh, he is as, like, a person just because he could do it all. But, yeah, like, just that whole, the energy he brings to everything and, like, just jumping around and... leaving it all out there is definitely what I try and do, even if I'm not playing music that requires me to jump around. Uh, I still try and give it, give it my best, you know? Yeah, and you do a good job with it, too, and, it, it, you know, you watch this movie, too, you know, the performance is, I think, something that a lot of musicians forget, your performance matters, and, like, you know, you're in the beginning when the band kicks out Jack Black because he's just Too crazy. reckless, you know, like, he's, like, stage diving, nobody catching him, and, like, you know, reckless, like, hey, like, you're too much, you're not fitting the vibe, blah, 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 and then they, like, send him out, and, you know, then he ends up going to the school and getting these kids and, like, starts building not just, like... Well, one, he's writing the music with them, too, and, like, getting ready for the show, but, like, he's completely orchestrating a performance piece. Costume, you know, the costumes. So you gotta look cool, you gotta play cool, you got, like, the lights and everything, too. Like, even still in that movie, you know, they got a whole light crew of kids. Like, everyone in the class was involved, and 
it shows it, it's cool in a way because it kind of shows how in depth to you know we're smaller guys like we show up to shows uh we set up our own stuff sell our own merch break down our own stuff but you get on like this bigger scale i mean they're not even just showing you just the band here they're showing you the roadies they're showing you so much more and there's so much that comes that you can do with music that comes with being a musician and uh i think that it's really inspiring in that respect in this movie and also to musicians in general you know just taking kids off of different instruments and putting them on to drums guitars and saying you already know how to do it you know the stuff let's just do it make it fun and he runs him through it it's a really inspiring movie for that reason alone definitely i feel like there's a lot of iconic quotes in that scene where he's like switching them up and he does like the cello you got a bass i probably say that every time i hand someone a bass guitar or something like that or just like when he's like doing the fucking like i'm not cool or like you know the handshake i'm talking about when he's like i don't know just all that silly shit is great and just like you can say it is inspiring to uh show the entire like essential like the production background that goes into a band um i didn't watch this movie in a few years and like i work in production and other stuff so it was interesting to see kind of how like I guess in depth they go with like bands and like all that other stuff that is in a band that like most movies don't really go into. Yeah, there was a cool TV show on Showtime that only aired for like one season, which ironically enough is how I discovered Halsey and became a Halsey fan. Oh, okay. And uh, it was called Roadies, and essentially what it was was this uh, show on Showtime. It was a touring act, and uh, all the the opening band like dropped it. So they had different bands like opening the shows in different cities and stuff, and they had like uh, My Morning Jacket was on there, a couple other bands, and then Halsey was on the episode and. It really follows around like the roadies from like the breakdown or like the setup to the show. Was it like a documentary show, like a docu series? No, it's a scripted oh, show. Shit. It's got okay. Luke Wilson, Carlo Gugini's in oh, it. Oh damn! Um, uh, Imogene Potts, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Uh, he plays a character throughout it. Oh um, damn! But it was interesting too because it kind of like you can kind of look at uh, School Rock as like kind of the only other movie that I could really kind of think of that like showed you all these other aspects of the music industry even out on the road like for shows it's like the lighting crew the you know this the the build up the breakdown the bus drivers the touring managers and this is that um and it was cool it's it's a cool i think like comparison because like i said there's not a lot of shows or movies that really show that i think school of rock did and i think definitely the show roadies did too i feel like there's a i'm surprised there hasn't been a show but like a touring band TV show or like, yeah, like YouTube show or something, miniseries, I feel like would be, it's like a gold mine because any, the most crazy things happen to bands on the road, hilarious things, scary things, but like, I feel like a band, like comedy is like waiting to happen. I feel like so many people would watch that because it's so relatable to like people that play music. Um, it's like, there's, there has to be a show that will come out eventually that grips the hearts and minds of the musicians like School of Rock did. It's got to. It's, you know, it's coming. I know, like, they actually, they did do, I know, like, like talk about the influentialness of School of Rock. They made, 
it was the highest grossing musical themed comedy of all time until Pitch Perfect Two came out. They made oh, it's a uh, <laughs> Pitch Perfect Two. Well, I mean, like it wasn't even Pitch Perfect. It was Pitch well, Perfect Two. It's like Pitch Perfect <laughs> and Pitch Perfect Two. I have never seen them, but I imagine those are more like musicals, right? No, they're legitimate movies. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of music in them. Do they like sing and dance? Is it like is it like a high school musical? No, not at all. It's like everything's like based around the acapella. It's not like just randomly a musical. So it is kind of like a school of rock. Okay. So like the singing is like they're at like acapella competitions or like they're at acapella practice, but it is like a legitimate movie. So I would say it's more like in, in okay, line okay, with okay. like School of Rock than it would be with like the high school musicals or Glee or something like that. I just got to stand up for School of Rock for a moment. I feel I you there. I feel you. You got yeah, you got offended defend by that. I don't blame you. Yeah. Because it wasn't even the first one. It's the second one. Yeah, that's true. Very rare that a second movie do better. Shrek 2? Sure. Oh, I mean Shrek, yeah. He could do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> but um, two other notes on it, too. There was a musical adaptation on Broadway that's been running since 2015. Is it still going? As far as I know, the, the Broadway one I know is still that's going. Cool. It did not say that it stopped. So. I would actually, I would like to see that. That'd be sick. See, now I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you vacation plans now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was also a Nickelodeon television series that grew out of it from 2016 that ran from 2016 to 2018. And was Miranda Cosgrove on that? She was not. I actually did look that up. Um, That's kind of a hit, missed opportunity. You would think with Nickelodeon being that you know they kind of made like they <laughs> Miranda made Cosgrove that movie. That they would yeah. figure that out. But no, she she wasn't in it. Um, had a bunch. of... Of, uh, it was a different school too. It was like a school in Texas or something. I was reading a little bit about before we started this. And uh, did they ever say where the school was in this movie, like in School of Rock? I want to say, you know, I should have watched it before this, but I want to say it was in Chicago because I, I feel like there's talks of it being in Chicago. It has a Chicago feel, but I wasn't sure because he like lives in an apartment, but the school didn't look like very like city based but i feel like there's a lot of su suburbs in chicago it definitely like if you watch the movie you know with the way it's shot and you know the cities they're in it definitely has like a very like midwest like northeast vibe so i feel yeah. like it's a city from like the midwest to the northeast they could also be just be like yeah fuck you guys on your podcast you're an idiot it's seattle but it's california, <laughs> yeah, it's california. It's something crazy so yeah. Who knows? But I think I think it I think it was, and I'm sure somebody will send me a message after this comes out. And be like, I know what city it is, and I'll be like, thank <laughs> you, and I'll let Mike know, and I'll I'll update I'll update on the uh, Instagram as well what city that it is. Fuck yeah! But um, no, like, and you were talking about you know the phenomenon that is this movie, and to see so many things grow out of one movie just shows you the level of it. Uh, you know, hundred percent. So it's it's quite it's quite amazing to see that it's quite amazing to see where it's gone. It's quite great to hear uh, how it's inspiring. Still, you know, we're all musicians nowadays, and we were, you know, like you were saying, we were nine and ten when the movie came out. You know, it definitely had a profound impact on us for sure. <laughs> I feel like um, I I feel like that was probably the first movie or like it's not movie or just like content in general that uh a lot of like kids were like a, like exposed to for the first time because so that movie came out in like 2003 i feel like a lot of like there wasn't a lot of like rock music really being played on the radio 
at that time. Like, but then that then I also feel like I started getting like Green Day and stuff shortly after that movie came came out. So it definitely was like that that true exposure to like something that I was like I didn't know I wanted, but like it was there. I just like had no idea that like it was like a thing to do. Well, I think too like when it comes to like I would say like classic rock at that time because Green Day I guess would be classic rock now too. But uh, at that time you listened to classic rock and most kids you know that's what they grew up with their parents you know my mom i think the most modern i'd listen to her play around the house would be uh matchbox 20 which is still you know one of my favorite bands to this day for that reason because i remember it from my childhood but you know all of it was you know uh the eagles bon jovi my dad big led zeppelin uh, a lot of Steve Winwood around the house, so I love Steve Winwood oh, shit. too. But, okay. uh, but like that is kind of like your first step, and then you watch this movie and you find bands like ACDC, where you have you know Bon Scott or uh, Brian Johnson, whichever, depending on what song they're using, mm-hmm. uh, just have this voice that you've never really. It's like yelling and like, whoa, okay, what's this? You know, and then like from there, maybe you are. Are you an ACDC guy? I do like ACDC. I like ACDC. I feel like they're hated on a lot, which I all, which I get. Like I actually, there's not many bands that I get the criticisms. I totally get it. Like they're like frat rock Australian fucking dudes just doing it, and all their songs are just like about partying and getting like loaded and like. And I totally think that is exactly like what I want out of ACDC, but I, I understand the hate for them as well. But like, tell me, tell me their songs aren't fucking bangers, all right? Everybody oh, I knows mean, Highway to Hell, Highway to Hell, and Hell's Back Bells. in Black yeah. are like two of the greatest like rock and roll LPs, and they came out I think like a year apart, and they have two different lead singers on them, and that's in in fucking sane. That they they that they, they wrote almost like a better album after their original lead singer died. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So it's fucking nuts. So. Anybody who has any hate on ACDC, listen, you don't have yeah. to like them, but you gotta, you gotta respect res- the fact that they wrote some of the best rock hits of the day, like most known rock hits out with there. literally like fucking open power chords. Yeah, like literally all their songs are the same, and it's awesome. Which kind of gets to where I'm going. Like, I feel like when you get into, like, punk, so, like, you just got, you, you get, like, ACDC, who's just, like, open power chords, kind of heavier than listening to a lot of other classic rock bands. And the next thing you know, you're on the radio, and you hear Green Day come out, and they're playing Basket Case, and you're like, holy shit, like, this is kind of like, and I feel like classic rock is, in a lot of the rock that we're learned that they used in, school of rock that you know they're opening our young minds to or why when we heard stuff like the offspring or green day or newfound glory fallout boy my chemical romance like we were more like ooh, this is kind of cool like this kind of sounds kind of like this stuff that was like in school of rock like he's talking about acdc and this kind of reminds me of that and whether now looking back like no it fucking doesn't but like at that time i think like a lot of young minds probably made that connection absolutely i could i could like my brain almost operates like that, uh, like that, that, that scene where he's like, uh, where it's all the, the bubbles of the bands and how they connect of the genres and stuff. That's really like how my brain operates. I just like, I love that sort of stuff where it's just like one, one thing could lead to the other 
And like, I feel like that's kind of how music works. Like you get into one band and then that band will like lead you into a new band or like they are into a band and like you, you find out their influences or it's just music is so cool how it works like that. But School of Rock is like definitely the trajectory. Like I could see, I could like literally like make the lines, connect the dots of like School of Rock. Then I feel like, like, yeah, I got into classic rock very shortly after. And then I feel like American Idiot came out like very shortly after that. And then, then my world just fucking exploded with like, holy shit, rock music or guitar music is like everything to me. And it's all I want in life. So yeah, uh, sorry, I'm just rambling now, but School of Rock is like the, the tipping point of my, of like my trajectory, honestly. Yeah, no, and it's, you're not rambling at all, man. You're, you're nailing it all out, you know? No, it, we're, it's not like, it's not like this, this uh, see, I'm, I'm pumping that too. It's not like this is scripted or anything like that. You know, this is all, I came in here, these questions come out and you, you're talking and that's, that's what this is, a conversation that, uh, hopefully everyone out there listening to is enjoying and we'll go watch School of Rock and, you know, have a new appreciation for it as, you know, maybe I will when I go back and watch it again because I'll look at something you saw on it that maybe I didn't see or maybe something I didn't appreciate the same that you appreciate it differently. And I'm going to go watch back and I'll appreciate it differently this time around. You know? I hope so. It's the joy of movies. Absolutely. I uh, I love rewatching stuff. You always catch something new. Sure, every time you rewatch Reservoir Dogs, you're like, man, this is so good. Or make, oh man, I didn't pick up on this last time. But like, you know, you talk about music and movies, one of the best examples of how music can totally change or portray a scene is in Reservoir Dogs when um, they're in the warehouse and uh, he... Um, yes. Uh, it's been a while, I can't remember the character's names, but it's... When he's uh, like doing the, when doing the ear. And they have Stuck in the Middle of You... Stuck in the Middle with You is playing while he's doing it, and it's so... Iconic. Iconic, but it's literally explaining the situation that's happening in the scene. This poor bastard is stuck in the middle with this psycho. He's got jokers to the left and jokers to the right. It explains the entire movie, and at the moment, he's in a spot with the worst of them. 100%. And the music totally makes the scene. The, uh, the song at the end of School of Rock is like the movie, you know? Like, it literally encapsulates everything that they've learned from jack black the uh and that song is a ripper I, like genuinely a good rock song yeah like it like you could put that on and i would i'd vibe it sounds like acdc well it's funny because uh as i'm recording this tomorrow so it's like eight, tomorrow's april 7th that thing you do i recorded with um shane from with the punches and one of the things we're talking about with that movie, in case everybody's wondering about timelines, now you know my timeline. It's a really unknown fact that I don't think anybody cared to know, but now they know it. Uh, okay. uh, you know, the, the same deal. They wrote that song, That Thing You Do, and it became so infectious. And a movie created this infectious song in School of Rock. Like you just said, I think they really did the same thing. They created this song that the moment you said it, I, I can go years not watching the movie, and I can immediately start humming it in my head. Oh, hundred percent. I uh, I feel like it's really hard to probably write a song specifically for a movie, and like have it be good. 
because I feel like anytime you go out and try to do something and you want it to be good, it's never good. So the fact that they succeeded in writing like a good rock and roll movie song is fucking sick. I'm curious if Jack Black had any say in the matter of writing it or anything. Because a lot of those like joke songs he do he does like in the movie sound like they literally could be Tenacious D songs, like the the Legend of the Rent and stuff like that. Literally could be a Tenacious D song. It honestly might have been. Yeah, he, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like he's out on stage. I'm sure he throws that in the set somewhere, and Kyle's mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, I let him do it." Whatever. <laughs> Gotta let him run. Well, hey, we're running a little uh, towards the end, I think, of this conversation. So. Um... Before we do, do you want to give me some updates on your three projects here? I know you kind of did a little bit. For sure. But, you know, anything um, anything else that you're hiding in there that you think you didn't get out earlier that you want to tell me? Absolutely. everybody listening. Please, if you do feel so inclined, uh, check out Was and When, uh, Jealous Mind, and Ghost Chant. We're all on Instagram and Spotify, so please give us a follow. It's free costs no money and takes a very, very little time um, to just click that follow button. Um, but yeah, um, Jealous Mind has a new EP coming out in the summer, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, Ghost Chant will be touring in May. Uh, have some new songs coming out then. And... Was and when just put out a new EP called Patiently Waiting, which is on Spotify and all that good stuff. And um, I'm very, very proud of those songs. So if you're into, uh, like Adam said, the Oasis kind of dream pop vibe, please do check that out because uh, I put a lot of work into that stuff. So I'm very, very proud of it. Hell yeah. And I'll drop too. I was just, you know, uh, for Ghost, I haven't listened to much of Jealous Mind. I'm going to do that now. And, um, but I will say for Ghost Chant, uh, if I can recommend my favorite songs, No Future. Uh, and then for Wasn't When, I'm a That's a, a two-steppy one. It's a two-steppy one, and I, I, I can't wait to see you two-stepping it in June. Fuck yeah. And, uh, I'm also a big fan if you go over to Wasn't When of Look Back. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Which is not at all a reference to Oasis. It's not. You know what I actually think it is? I, I subconsciously think I know how I uh, came up with look, like the term look back. My phone always gives me these uh, like memories, like these updates, and it always says look back. Look back at this memory. And I think I subconsciously get told every day to look back at these memories I have on my phone. I love that though, because the, the nuance in that is like you just see this thing every day and then you go and you're writing a song and next thing you know, just subliminally there it is and you start doing it and you're like oh wow and you make that connection later i realized it like a few months ago that i was like oh shit my phone literally says look back like almost every other day at some photo i took like five years ago so it's it's very weird how yeah things just kind of stick in your brain i love it well hey man six set Uh... (laughs) you know who had a six set the school of rock band they had a fucking killer set Yeah, they did. All right, man, I'll catch you. See you, brother. Thank you for having me.